0: Hello and welcome to the Law School Crucible. I'm Matt Marino, here with Marie Faircloth. Hi, everyone. And Michelle Aguilar.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: All right, let's get started. Right, guys thanks for coming back today we have a very special guest uh cameron williams vice president of the public interest law society former president of the Criminal law society and honor council member uh cameron yeah i'll leave it to you i'll let you introduce yourself
2: all right well thanks for the kind words matt um so yeah i am a 3-0 uh Elon law i'm uh, just a few short weeks from graduating i think the total i think the count is 32 days um but i'm not but who's up. counting Yay! Yeah, I'm keeping up with it. I just see what everyone else posts on Instagram. Um, as Matt pointed out, I am pretty involved here at Elon Law. Um, to hit some of the highlights, like Matt did, uh, I am the uh, outgoing president of the Criminal Law Society. Um, we just recently held elections um, and elected our new uh, board. Um, I am the current sitting vice president of the Public Interest Law Society, but with uh, graduation a few days away, I will be on my way out of that as well. Um, I also sit on the Honor Council as a representative. Um, I also sit on the Pro Bono Board um, as the Teen Court Coordinator, um, and I also serve as the director of Elon's mentorship and orientation program. I miss um, too. So I do a lot. I do a lot, Um, but I also love to give back. I love in my free time to play video games, um, and I love to just talk. So uh, that's why I'm here, because what else do you do on podcasts?
0: Well, you're in the right place. I think for me, I always thought you, I mentioned this um, briefly when I was talking before this, that I thought you wanted to go on a criminal route. That's kind of what you were with the whole entire time. But now you kind of mentioned you're more of a business side. So kind of talk to me about that.
2: Yeah, so when I uh, first started this whole law school journey, um, I was uh, at a community college. And so when I was uh, getting my associate's degree, because I had no idea what I wanted to do, um, the easiest path that I could see and the path of uh, least resistance was to get a two-year associate's degree in criminal justice. Um, When I made that decision, I was 19. So by the time I finished, I would be 21. And in the state of North Carolina, that is the age that you are required to be to become a police officer and to purchase uh, a service weapon. Um, so that was my plan. Um, but through that pro- through that time, um, I got involved uh, in a mock trial uh, where I served as a criminal defense, defense attorney. Um, and going through that whole process, I wrote everything like it was a movie, like you'd see on a law and order and i was like oh this is this is the greatest if i can do it anybody can um so i transferred to north carolina central university to finish my bachelor's degree after receiving my associates uh, in criminal justice Um, and then when i applied to elon uh, i thought that i wanted to be a public defender Um, so that was the plan coming in was to go into criminal law um I have since done a few things in criminal law. Um, I've worked with the Guilford County District Attorney's Office. Um, I've worked with a private criminal defense firm. Um, I've served as president in the Criminal Law Society. Um, and I've done a, quite a few things. Uh, but as Matt did point out, um, I kind of am looking to get into the business world a little bit. Um, and I, uh, I really only am interested in this uh, thanks to Professor Andy Hiley, who um, I, I think I speak for most of us when I say he is quite literally the best professor that we have. Um, but taking the business associations course with him, I really found that I liked business formations um, and liked different things about learning, learning about all of the business formations and entities and taxation and, and stuff like that. Um, but my ultimate goal is to eventually take all of my, my love for crim law, and my newfound white for business law and combine them in the future and one day work as a white collar attorney uh, white collar crime attorney
3: that's intense
1: that is intense
3: yeah. really interesting why white collar specifically like what draws you to that area
1: um
2: so as uh you guys will see the theme through a lot of the the things that lead me in the, the way that i do Is when it comes to TV shows. Um, I'm a very big consumer of TV shows. Um, I don't really watch them live. Uh, My family grew up without cable, um, but I grew up on Netflix and Hulu and uh, all of the streaming services. So we would go through and we would watch um, suits. Uh, So before law school, the only TV show that the only thing I had any. Uh, idea of what a lawyer did was watching the TV show Suits with uh, Mike Ross and his, um, I believe it's an eidetic memory, uh, where you can read something and you'll know it forever. Um, but also through uh, the TV show White Collar, um, where basically uh, uh, convicted criminal of uh, like white collar crimes bond forgery and works with the FBI to solve other um, financial and Crimes of the like, um, so I really got a got a like for doing those kind of things, um, or at least I thought I would. Um, but I, I'm really drawn to it because it allows me to to dip both dip toes into both areas um, at the same time, and also keep them separate to do business formations and also just your run of the mill uh,
0: criminal defense work. Do you think you're gonna stay in um, Greensboro?
2: I'm not. Um, I would love to. I've loved Greensboro. Um, when I made the decision to come to law school, I was I was really picking between um, cities uh, because I I'd gotten into all of my top choices of schools and academically. And as far as the people go, um, they all checked every box. Uh, but it, it ultimately came down to which city I wanted to be in. Um, and I picked uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, and I absolutely absolutely love it. Um, I love the, I love where I, where I am. I love the experience that I've had. Um, I'm a huge Grasshoppers fan. So, uh, April to September, you'll catch me in a Grasshoppers Jersey on, uh, $2 Tuesdays. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm actually moving to, uh, Belmont, North Carolina, um, which is about 20 minutes outside of Charlotte.
1: I have a question for you, Cam. So, You said you were deciding between law schools at a certain point, deciding about what you liked city to city. What did you really like about Elon's expedited program? And how has that sort of felt for you now in retrospect, now that you're a 3L?
2: Uh, So now that I'm at the end of it, um, I really like this program. Um, And obviously, I really liked it at the beginning because I chose to enroll in an expedited program. Mm-hmm. but what I would tell you when I was looking at law schools uh, is I liked the two and a half year program because I would graduate six months before everyone else that started law school in the same year as me. I would take the bar six months before the same group of people. And I would have bar results and be employable six months before uh, the same group of people. Um, now that I've gone through it and mm-hmm. i um, I absolutely love the way Elon has tailored this program. Um, they really give you a lot. I will admit in the first year, it is a quite a long academic year. Um starting say the in, least. Yeah. Starting in the first week of August and going until the second or third week of June uh, is a very long academic year. Um, however, it really does set you up for success. Um, uh, because we have professors that are very, very highly educated and love the subject matter that they get to teach. Um, and they absolutely love getting to interact and be involved with their students. Um, but being a little bit condensed in a 12 week or 10 week trimester as compared to a 16 week semester, um, it really forces professors to get down to the nitty-gritty of what you need to learn and get out of their course Um, and I think our professors really rise to that occasion to make sure that we are all equipped um, not only to graduate but to succeed on the bar exam Um, and you only get and you get everything you need Um, and sure you might get a little bit of extra information at other schools but uh, you you learn all of the basics um, and all of our professors build in a lot of practical experience too.
0: That's what's so nice about it, Elon is I, I think compared to other schools, not only do we have the two and a half year program, but it's also, we get a lot of practical experience, which I think a lot of other law schools don't get. Um, something that really drew me to here is the residency process, talking about like how during our two all year, Um, during the winter or spring, we actually go on a residency with a local law firm that, uh, we match with through the school. So just talk a little bit about that, like your residency experience, what you liked, what you didn't like, and, um, kind of like the biggest takeaway you got from it.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have to think about that for a minute. Um, so I did my residency in the spring of my second year, um, So I had talked to everyone that had gone on residency in the winter um, and kind of had an idea of what to expect as far as the coursework that residency requires, um, but also kind of the idea of the type of work that they got to do during their winter trimester um, out on residency. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I did my residency with the Guilford County district attorney's office in Greensboro. Um, so for those of you that don't know the Guilford County Prosecute- prosecutorial district uh, is split in two. Um, we have a courthouse in Greensboro and uh, the seat of Guilford County. Um, we also have a courthouse in High Point, North Carolina. Um, so we run two offices Uh two to DA's offices, two PD's offices, and two completely separate courthouses every single day. Um, whereas most counties only run one uh, courthouse uh, every single day for, for their district. But I was with the Greensboro office. Um, some of the things that I got to do um, is I appeared in court uh, every single day. Um, I would show up in the morning, I would drop my laptop off at my desk, and I would take the elevator right back down to the courtroom um, where we would uh, basically get to do any, not anything, but everything that a licensed district attorney would be able to do, I was able to do with proper supervision. Um, So I handled speeding tickets. um, I sat first chair and tried an assault case. um, Oh, wow. yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I ended up losing that case. Um, and, you know, they'll always say, you'll never forget your first loss and you'll also never forget your first win.
0: Um, I haven't so got I'm the first one yet, though. What was that? I, said, I haven't got the first one yet.
2: Uh, you're jumping ahead of me. I'm fortunate <laughs> enough um, that I got to have my first loss and my first win all, 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 all while on residency. Um, So I have a lot of experience that I get to point to with the DA's office. Uh, But the assault trial uh, was very interesting. I, um, the day before, had spent maybe three or four hours preparing um, a larceny trial. Uh, Well, as things go in criminal court, we show the defense our evidence because we are required to if if we're wanting to use it. And the defense made the decision that they wanted to plead guilty. So they did. So there goes my trial. Well, the very next day, I walk on downstairs and they go, hey, this is set for trial. Do you want it? Yeah, I do. Uh, They go, cool. We'll come get you. And I'm like, I don't I need to prep. And the district attorney sat me down in the hallway. The, The ADA sat me down in the hallway and goes, this is everything you need to know. These are the elements you need to prove. These are some of the questions you need to ask. And then from there, just use your in- intuition. So I had maybe 10 minutes of prep to go, and I walked in on my on my first trial, uh, and I had uh, I had two witnesses that I was supposed to call, um, the alleged victim and then the police officer. Well, I I questioned the alleged victim. Um, after I finished the alleged victim, before I can even call the police officer to the stand, the de- the defense attorney stands up and goes, Your Honor, I'd like to make a motion to dismiss. Oh my God. Uh, The judge goes, all right, well, I know Mr. D.A. has not prepared for this, so I'll give him (laughs) Um, So the defense attorney argues his motion to dismiss. I stand up and do the best I could, and the judge dismisses the case. And I'm like, what the heck, man? I I tried so hard. I asked all the right questions, Um, but it was a a fatal warrant. So as you guys remember from your criminal law lab, uh, there are a couple things that – uh, a warrant is required to have in order for it to have standing in criminal court. And uh, mine was fatal because the testimony that the alleged victim gave on the stand did not match word for word the testimony that was given to the officer that was reduced to the warrant. Um, so I lost my first case. Um, and then uh, my, my win is really not all that interesting, um, but I tried a sovereign citizen. Um, so that, that in and of itself was the fun part of that case. Uh, but it wasn't all, it wasn't all that exciting. It was a driving without a license or driving while license revoked, um, and driving without a valid tag on the vehicle, um, which the, uh, the defendant got up on his, uh, while representing himself, got up on the stand and admitted to all of the elements that I needed to prove, um. And then continued on to say that the constitution didn't apply to him. He wrote his own constitution. Um, he was not involved in commerce, I think is what he said. Um, and then at the end, during his closing arguments, he uh, then wanted to make the argument that, well, I was trying to get the truck registered. I'm trying to pay off my fines so I can get my driver's license back. Um, so the judge looked at him and goes, well, which one is it? The laws, the laws either don't apply to you or they do. You don't get to try and argue for both of them. Um, but that was my first win. Uh, I came a week later, uh, and then two weeks later, I ended my residency and, and then went on, went on to my summer experience.
3: Wow. Everything about what you're talking about is like my worst nightmare. Cause I do not <laughs> want to do criminal law, <laughs> but it's so interesting and something I do really want to ask you. It's a question that I ask a lot of people who like have more experience than I do. So like, what would be your advice? To someone showing up on their first day of a residency internship externship whatever like what do you think like how can they hit the ground running
2: um i would say do just that and i know that makes no sense um but really the key to success on your first day is making sure that you know who your, your supervisor is and go ahead and start building a connection and a relationship and open pathways of communication to your supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, if you have nothing to do in an afternoon, you've already built that relationship to go. Hey, I've got nothing to do. is there something you're working on or is there something that's going on in the office? or is there a trial going if you're in a, in a courthouse, is there a trial going on that I can go sit sit in? Um, you know you've already got that that open path your open communication way, um that way it's not you that way it's less awkward to go hey i've got nothing to do give me something to do now i don't think you would you should say it just like that However, i have have legitimately gone up to my uh supervising attorney and said hey there's nothing going on it's one o'clock um i'm gonna go to the pool if that's cool with you um (laughs) But me and me and uh, me and my supervisor had worked together uh, quite a bit at this time, so we we'd already built that kind of before. Um, but really, to to get down to the true answer to this question is be curious, be open-minded, take some notes because there's a lot they're going to throw at you, like your computer and email login, and where you need to go to get your badge so you can get into the building the next day. Um, <laughs> but other than that just be curious be open-minded uh and just remember that everything you say do and how you carry yourself on your first day um, or the first time you interact with someone is how they're most likely going to remember you Um, so you always want to try and leave a good impression Um, that way they you can build off of that good impression so they they feel comfortable coming to you with invites for happy hour after work or even a even a project um, that lets you potentially argue a motion to suppress in the Superior Court.
1: Cam, you mentioned sort of a pivotal moment in your academic career, and that was having Professor Hiley in business associations and how that kind of changed your trajectory from criminal law into the business realm. What would you say was that pivotal moment, if any, in your internship or residency experience?
0: Oh, he's thinking
2: that is a really good question yeah i've got to really that think about a
3: great that. question michelle
1: oh at- um, you're in training you look at you well, well the reason why i ask it cam is because We're 2Ls, obviously. I studied abroad last summer, so I kind of got a way around not having to do an internship. I had the best experience. We took four classes. It was amazing. But all that is to say that I have friends who came back and either knew that that was what they wanted to do or they knew exactly where they did not want to be. And so I feel like because you're a 3L, you probably have more of these experiences to talk about because you're about to really go out into the field.
2: Yeah, so I actually have had the experience of coming back after an internship and going, yeah, I'm going to wash my hands of that. I want nothing to do with that area of law. Um, so after my uh, winter year, um, I took uh, I had an internship in Charlotte um, with a family law firm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing people. I learned a lot. Um, nothing but good things to say about the people that I worked with. Um, however, I realized that I absolutely cannot deal with family law. Um, I'm a I'm a very empathetic person. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the cases that I worked on that summer, um, a, lot of the, a lot of the emotions and a lot of the things that, you know, the families were going through and the kids were going through, I really, I really took that to heart. Um, you know, that also comes with like my background. Um, both of my my parents are are divorced um, and have been divorced since I was 10. Um, so I grew up going, you know, having two Christmases, two, uh, two birthday celebrations, all of the things. Um, so I, I really realized that because I, I keep all of that with me that um, I, I, I couldn't effectively work in family law. Um, but I've also had the other experience. Um, and I know that I, I've, I've kind of alluded to that I'm trying to break into the business world. Um, but I've had the opposite of the experience with my last summer internship, um, to where I absolutely loved the people that I worked with. Um, it was uh, rewarding. I loved the work that I got to do. Um, I loved that the responsibility that they felt comfortable putting on to me as a rising third-year law student, um, and I, I really enjoyed the work that I, I that I did. Uh, we, uh, one of the big things that I did at that firm is uh, there was a, we were working on a murder trial um, for our client. Uh, The incident had happened at a Waffle House parking lot in 2017. Um, So if you guys want a free piece of advice, don't go to Waffle House after midnight um, because that's where the fights happen. Um,
3: That's where all the good stories happen
2: though. (laughs) Yes, great, great stories. Um, but we ended up, ke- um, we ended up convincing the jury, uh, to come back on a not guilty for both counts. Uh, it was, a uh, first degree murder and a possession of firearm by a felon. Um, so one of the things that I got to work on during that trial, um, was a lot of the research and a lot of the legwork that went into, it. um, and knowing that. I might be staying up until one or two o'clock in the morning for this week that we're in trial, but to stay up until two, submit my work to the supervising attorney to then meet with him the next morning before we walked into the courtroom and meet with the client and go, Hey, Mr. Williams has done amazing research. I feel like we could argue this, um, how do you feel about it? And the client obviously go, yeah, argue anything you can. Um, and for that research that I had done and the write-up that I had given to my attorney uh, to basically be the exact theory of, of our, the exact theory of the case and the theory that the jury found the most credible to come back was not great, not guilty on both counts, um, was really just a very rewarding experience. Nice. Nice.
0: So, let's address the elephant in the room. So, you're a 3-0. You know, you've gotten through pretty much – got 30 30 or so days left, so you're almost done law school, which is, you know, congratulations on that. But the bar, that's going to be your next big, you know, obstacle. How are you preparing for it? How are you feeling about it? Um, And kind of, like, just walk me through your headspace right now. Um, So,
2: my headspace in this very moment is – how dare you? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I've kind of had even more. Um, I've i kind of I've kind of had it in the back of my mind uh, ever since I started law school, um, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that. Oh yeah, I've always been a lawyer. I'm not afraid of the bar. Um, I had a very.
0: We're having some technical difficulties.
3: Oh no, you're frozen. Oh. No! Uh oh, uh oh, All right,
2: can you guys hear me?
0: Yes, yes we can. Awesome.
2: <laughs> Looks like I'm potentially back.
0: Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to really work on my editing now. Okay.
3: If it um, so your camera's not like it's still coming through, but if for some reason this doesn't like smooth out in a few seconds. Turn your camera off, because sometimes that helps with your audio. It's weird. Like, if you turn your camera off, sometimes it fixes your audio. So you may just have to speak with your camera off.
0: Gotcha. All
2: yeah. right. Well, I uh, I think I accidentally just kicked my little connector that has my my webcam into it. So um, that's totally my fault. Um, but not none of my audio is, is working. Um, let's see. I was, uh, oh, yeah. You're talking about a bar. Before I um, even decided that I was going to come to law school, uh, I had to to have a real conversation with myself um, where I said, this all happened in my head, do I really want to take a a two-day-long test that could ultimately determine if I ever ever get to be an attorney or not?
0: It's so Um, nerve-wracking.
2: And then... The part of me that uh, does really well on tests goes, yeah, of course we do. It's just the test. What's the big deal? Um, but that was years and years and years ago. Um, but ever since I started law school, I've really started to realize um, not only have I learned the law in law school, you know, I've, I've learned how to study. Uh, so I've learned that I've learned what works for me and, and what doesn't. Um, So I will be using uh, a commercial bar prep program. Uh, um, I selected Themis uh, for any Themis reps that are listening. Um, And then uh, I will be uh, using a bar mentor uh, that uh, Elon University uh, provides. Um, So I think that is probably the best thing for anybody is to have a bar mentor Um, because it's not just someone that goes – what did you study today how do you feel about it it goes all right well i know you're not doing great in this area maybe at the end of your plan day for themis do 20 extra questions multiple choice questions on this topic um you know whether that be contracts or sale of goods um, or family law with if themis has you studying uh real property all day um so i i think that's also good um and then I'm also uh, preparing my family that I will probably be uh, <laughs> out of touch for a couple months, um,
0: not able to talk whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I'll text You're you back fun.
2: on. <laughs> yeah, I'll text you back on Sunday mornings uh, when I'm doing my grocery shopping. But other than that, like I've gotta, I've gotta study and pass. Do you go to the
0: grocery shopping at Trader Joe's? Like...
2: Go
3: ahead, Cam. Um, I was asking, are you giving out the letter that I know that um one of the one of the people in OCSD they wrote like a letter template that students can give to family and friends that explains like the bar study process and to, like let them know like hey you know I may not be as quick to respond these days but it's not forever. Um, have you used that or just do you just let them know in your own way?
2: Uh, so I have not sent it out yet um i will probably send it out uh probably a couple days after graduation um just to be like hey thanks so much for celebrating me this is my next phase of life uh especially as i don't know if you guys have aunts and uncles like this but you yes. know they always want to know what are you doing what's your plan where are you going how long until i can call you and get, you can get me out of my speeding ticket you know stuff like that Um, but that's definitely what my family's like. And I love them to death, but sometimes they annoy me. Um, but I'll probably be sending that out a couple days after graduation.
1: I wonder if they have that letter translated. I need it in two different languages. (laughs) They might,
2: they might. That's definitely a question (laughs) that you could ask. Her grandmother
0: needs to see it.
1: She has to see this. (laughs) Um.
0: Well, this has been awesome, Cam.
1: Ah. (laughs) Michelle, you go. This has been amazing, Cam. It's been wonderful getting to know you seriously, getting to know like the way that you came about coming to law school and seeing your experience here. I do want to ask a quick question about the future again. So... All of us are going to get anxiety, but how did you go about doing the job search? Do you know yet? Do you not know yet? What is that like right now?
2: Uh, so I'm in a, in a little bit of a weird place. Um, I've had a couple interviews with a firm that I'm very excited about, um, mm-hmm. and they told me that they will be making a decision and will be letting me know their decision within the next two weeks. Um, So fingers crossed that that comes back as a job offer. Um, But as far as going for that, um, I really have spent the last couple of weeks meeting with uh, Miss Mills in OCSD and getting my cover letter and my resume um, all my experience up up together and really working on a master resume of all of the experiences that I've had in my life. So I can plug and play the things that, uh, would make me the most attractive candidate, uh, to each, uh, posting. Um, and then I have just, uh, I have just been applying to everything that I come across on Indeed that I, uh, am at least 55%, uh, qualified for. Um, and that's just, that's just the way I've been going about it. I know some people do it a little bit differently, um, Uh, Unfortunately, because I'm moving to the Charlotte area and currently live in the Greensboro area, it's a little bit harder for me to go Mm -hmm. uh, out to the bar association meetings uh, and dinners and start to meet attorneys organically that way to where I can start to build um, uh, that type of relationship. Um, But I have been uh, reaching out to some of the Elon alum that I have been working with. Uh, To get to have them contact, put me in contact with other people uh, that they that are Elon alum that are in the Charlotte area. Um, So I've had one or two uh, informational meetings with attorneys that way. Um, But uh, I'm really not that worried about it. Um, I am a big believer in the right opportunity will come when it's the right time for it. Uh, and we also know that there are a lot of people and a lot of job, a lot of law firms uh, that like to wait and just give job offers after someone has more results instead of giving them a like, contingent offer. So
3: And as we wrap up here, Cam, what would be like the one thing you would want all other law students to know? Like it can be it like the best advice you've ever heard or just guidance you wish every law student knew.
2: Um, that it's definitely okay to take a day off take care of yourself and do have a fun activity um, I'm a big believer in I need to have something to do for me um, if I if I don't have anything that I'm doing for myself um, then I very easily can get uh, caught up in Always constantly reading, constantly working on a writing assignment, uh, and never taking time to to celebrate, um, to celebrate myself, celebrate the small things. Um, and here for me recently, it's been uh, looking back and celebrating how far that I've how far that I've come uh, in the last two and a half, two and a half years. Whereas uh, in November seventh of 2020, which was my 1L year, um, I probably thought that this was that this was the worst decision that i'd ever made and now here i am on the other side of it uh a better a better person for it and uh around uh hopefully around to give all of my tips and tricks to help everybody get through it a little bit easier than i had of it
3: i love that thank you you've been giving really great tangible advice like that i feel like that's a big thing so
0: all right guys uh that wraps it up from us we hope you enjoyed yeah next time